Hey guys, welcome back to It Is Finished. My name is Helena. And I'm Bethy. And we really hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. We touched on the life of Jesus and what he did when he was on earth. Yeah, and we also got a couple DMs asking us what was wrong with the lifestyle of the Pharisees and their beliefs. And to answer your question in short, they were following a religion. They were following the law of Moses. And the way that they were following it led them to be blinded by what jesus was doing on earth and that's why he they just rejected him and they didn't believe that he was from god believed what they were doing was right because they thought that they were following the law of moses that was given to them before but as we saw last week they weren't able to properly interpret the scriptures they didn't have the spirit of god in them to help them see the truth with this week what we plan on talking about today is really the difference between religion and relationship. I remember in our first episode, we touched on how we don't believe in religion and we don't believe that it came from God. And so this episode, we're going to see really what people believe religion is and like those misconceptions that people have about Christianity, as well as what a relationship really means with God and why we have that relationship and everything like that. So... So like she said, we don't believe religion is from God. It doesn't make sense for him to divide up his church into all of these different groups and have people oppose each other and go against each other, arguing about their beliefs. He gave us the Bible because that's the truth. He's not trying to confuse us. He's not trying to have us question what's right and what's not. It's just supposed to be one universal way of life. And some people who aren't really Christians or don't have a relationship with Jesus have these misconceptions about what it looks like to be a Christian or what it looks like to believe in Jesus in the sense of some some ways of life, like some um, things that Christians would do defines their salvation. And, um, for example, attending church regularly, just because someone might go to church every Sunday, automatically people assume that that person is religious. And really, church, an hour or two hours a week does not give you that relationship with Jesus. I grew up going to a an Ethiopian Orthodox church, which is a denomination of Christianity, but it's not exactly it's not exactly what I believe in to this day and I would go weekly with my um, mom and I can tell you it did nothing for me Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like it can't do anything for anyone else but for me the difference between now and before is just it's crazy and I haven't even gone to church in a while because of COVID so that just shows me like it really it didn't have that big of an impact on me um yeah, um, same here. I was going to church till I don't even know how long it's been, but um, since youth, you know, we've had those um, youth little groups, and um, we would do, like, Bible studies and stuff, and don't get us wrong, we're not undermining the importance of the church. body of, yeah, yeah, there's a reason why Jesus prayed, saying that praying that the body of Christ would be one. And it's not just about going to church once a week, but it's about where you're going and who you're with. Because 
going to church, like one of the main purposes is to build a community, to have that community of people, of believers, of Mm -hmm. people you can call your brothers and sisters that you know are walking on the same path as you. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to, like I said, I went to an Orthodox church. So again, the beliefs aren't really the same as what I have now, but it was more for me, at least the ones that I went to, it was almost like a social thing and people went to like um, gather and talk to each other after service and do all of these things but it's like that's not the per- like yes that's great but that's not the main purpose of going to church like it doesn't that's not strengthening your relationship with him that's yeah. just like another social thing yeah it's supposed to be a place where again you're you're finding yourself with other people in the same walk as well as having that pastor having that mentor guiding you discipling you like there's so many things you can get out of a church and it's so important to be plugged into a local church and we're not again undermining that but um we've had personal experiences where people just because we're going to church every sunday and 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 are there and attending it doesn't mean that we have a strong relationship with god like that automatically doesn't make you religious or really Mm -hmm. strong in faith and we're just saying that if you want to have a relationship with jesus that only won't do anything there could be like a hundred people in a church and half of them could not know jesus at all or could just be walking in darkness and jesus says the blind leaves the blind and they fall right so there's no point unless you're surrounded it's better to have a group of five close people that you talk to that are walking in light than be surrounded by 100 people in darkness that go to church together yeah yeah and we're speaking from experience um we like our relationship grew with jesus we we just discovered his love by individually seeking him and reading his word so we're telling you we've gone to church for years church alone will not do it interesting because i saw this thing on twitter recently someone tweeted if jesus spent eight hours a day every day for three years with his disciples he would have spent over eight thousand hours with them and after all that time they still had major gaps one hour a week on sunday will never change people we need a life that abides in him with the support of others yeah and this just reminds me of philip um when he says to jesus in john chapter 14 verse 8 and he says lord show us the father and it is sufficient for us and jesus said to him have i been with you so long and yet you have not known me philip he who has sent me has seen the father so how can you say show us the father so many times in the book of john we see jesus saying if you see me you You see see the father and yet one of his disciples who spent all this time with him still still asked that yeah and that's just that goes to show that again that one hour every week those three hours every week bible study here it doesn't matter it what matters is your personal relationship with jesus yeah and it's not the same for everyone Mm -hmm. but the foundations are pretty much the same of you know need to read his word daily um pray daily and not just like it's not strict another misconception that people have is if you are a virgin or if you're waiting for sex until marriage you're automatically religious again we're saying these things um these misconceptions to say that yes these are things that believers do but not that's not what makes you a believer that's not what solidifies your salvation either yeah 
Um, and also these are things that we've literally heard like from experience we've seen people have these misconceptions in real life that's why we're talking about them so yeah but um like she said abstaining from sex yes that is like a christian thing to do but again people can do that for any types of reasons it really doesn't mean anything um people are into spirituality and believe in soul ties and stuff like that but they don't believe in jesus so they don't want a soul tie with certain persons they abstain from sex um being a virgin doesn't get you into heaven god doesn't look at you and say oh she he's a virgin she's a virgin he can come to my kingdom no that's not how it works um that that's a key that's a key commandment that you're supposed to um abide by which is um saving sex for the covenant of marriage but again that's not gonna do it's not gonna give you your ticket into heaven yeah and um something like we said before it's not really a commandment um people have these misconceptions about the 10 commandments kind of being like the rules that christians have to abide by and then if you follow each and every one of the commandments you're going to get into heaven and first of all the 10 commandments are how many commandments did jesus give hundreds hundreds so many the 10 commandments are like really base level type of stuff don't kill don't steal don't covet don't no adultery stuff like that and it's really irritating to me that people immediately tie the ten commandments to being a christian like yes it is from christianity but that's not that's not the poster for being a christian is the ten commandments at all that's yeah. not again that's not gonna get you into heaven we're saying all of these things don't get you into heaven because doing things or abiding by certain things doesn't necessarily get you into heaven it's not from what we do it's literally just through jesus yeah and um abstaining from sex isn't even a part of the commandments most of the things that we do or we live by isn't because it's written and like yes it's because it's written but it's not because like we're forced and we have to like i don't know how to explain it all other of the than, things like, that he all of the quote-unquote commands that were given is just because those are the way those are the things that he created us for like those are how those are the ways that humans were created to live um it's the best way for us at the end of the day like if we follow those things then it gives us more opportunity to fulfill our purpose like it's better for us and everything that jesus commanded us to do he did himself already he lived all of these things and then he told us don't do this don't do this he's not just do he didn't just come on earth and do whatever and then tell us don't do Mm -hmm. this he lived it to show us the perfect life he was the perfect life the perfect example he was completely obedient to the father until death right and then he resurrected but he showed us lit like the way god intended for us to live and then he commanded us do this do this based off of his life based off of what he did yeah and him being fully man showed us that it was possible um he set that great example but you have to realize that jesus could have came anyway he didn't have to be fully man but he chose to be fully man to go through everything that we are going through slash went through and so seeing him as a great example seeing that perfect example being able to achieve and do it perfectly gives us that hope that we can do it but only through him and through his spirit and also um 
kind of like the way that we live life in the holy righteous way the reason god we're even on this earth is to prepare us for the work that's going to be done in heaven and we'll get into this in our um end times episodes but it's like if you don't live this holy and righteous life like jesus did how are you going to be able to be in his presence in heaven if you're not doing it here this is to prepare us to what heaven is going to look like and so we don't see we don't steal we don't lie we don't curse we don't party we don't drink we don't smoke not because oh we have to like be perfect and holy in the sense of like be better than other people but really because something is preparing ourselves yeah like the next step in our life quote-unquote life yeah our afterlife or whatever yeah when you're in heaven you're not just like sitting down and relaxing you have things there are things that need to be done where we're going to be serving him um if you're living this life on earth that completely goes against what you're going to what you're supposed to be doing after how how are you how are you going to do it they don't it doesn't make sense so if if you're not living a holy righteous life on earth you're not going to want to do that later you're not going to be able to be in his presence you're not ready for that and you're not gonna your life on earth is when you're supposed to get ready for that when you die it's done you don't have any more time after that Mm -hmm. um you can't you can't die and then say oh just give me a little more time i'll i'll prepare to live with to be in your presence no that's how it works every day that you're given on earth is that time to prepare is that time to turn to him and make way for him and make your life representative of his disciples yeah we um jesus coming on earth he gave us that new covenant he gave us that new way of life and so we're no longer by that old covenant we're no longer under those rules and like regulations i guess you could say is how people in the old testament lived god showed us that that wasn't possible because people kept sinning he showed us that we couldn't get into heaven or um, we couldn't live holy and righteous alone yeah we saw that through the pharisees too in the gospels like they believed that they were um they were children of god because they were they studied the scriptures and they were trying to follow the scriptures but at the same time they rejected jesus they completely rejected him they wanted to crucify they did crucify Pharisees because they believed everything that they were doing was right they believed that they were children of god because they were studying the scriptures and they thought they knew what they were supposed to do but when jesus came on earth and they he proved that he was the son of god there was there should have been no doubt there he was god in flesh but they still rejected him. And the times that we're living now, um, we went through our first year of college. So we can speak on like parties and drinking and stuff like that. And although we didn't really like do any of that, um, people look at you like you're weird. Yeah. And that's facts. Like <laughs> people, that's so out of the norm. And again, like we've talked about in the last couple of episodes, the world is so far from god and that's how you know when you're doing things that god tells you to do and other people look at that as like abnormal or like weird or crazy then you know all right like this world is so far from what god had intended and that's why christianity is it's a hard like it's hard to follow christ it's not easy to say yes to jesus and no to the world but especially at this age yeah um yeah people find it hard to believe that someone that's young can actually 
not just be a christian because people call themselves christians all the time but actually like follow the word because to see like someone young following what jesus actually wanted us to do like Mm -hmm. people walk around and they say that they're christians and they believe in god and all these things but then they live a completely different life and um jesus said you're you can be judged by your fruits it's not about what you say like Mm -hmm. yes you confess that jesus is lord but then you're a liar if you if you say that you believe in jesus and that's what he says you're a liar if you don't follow his commandments if you don't show that you love him Mm -hmm. and he says if you love me you follow my commandments Mm -hmm. then you're a liar so yeah that's we kind of don't even like to hearing the word christian because anyone could say it and it can mean nothing at the same time yeah Um, it's it's sad because it's not like the definition of christian means to be a follower of christ and if you're following somebody you're abiding by exactly what they did you're following his example you're loving him you're living by his word but sadly christianity that word entails so many denominations of christianity so it's like somebody could be following a completely different bible even and say that they're christian again we're not trying to bash people we're just sharing the heart of god but um it's just so misused now and we have to say like believer or something i don't know it's it's hard even believer like people believe in so many different things and we don't believe in like different denominations in christianity like we just believe in christianity just following christ which is just taking the bible for face value and not adding anything else to it because that's that's having man influence um the word of god and the word of god is not for man it's from god you're supposed to follow god's word yeah and when you think about it again like why would god separate even those who follow him like why would he have a baptist one why would he have an orthodox a christian of this like i don't even know pentecost yeah again we're not like bashing any people but like it's It's just just, like doesn't make sense why god would do that especially if they follow different um they believe in different things like we said before i think in our first episode or something if they are following different um quote-unquote doctrines or different beliefs that go against each other then they both can't be right only one of them can be right if they um contradict each other then one of them would have to be wrong because there are not two gods there are not two creators there's one with one i guess you could say personality one character the god god never changes Mm -hmm. he's he's not changing he's been the same from the very beginning Mm -hmm. nothing his word doesn't change jesus was the word he was with god in the beginning nothing has changed he has been the same since the beginning of time people change people change Mm -hmm. and they add things to the word of god we are the ones that are changing we don't know anything without him but yet we think it's okay to add these different rules and different things to the bible people rewrite the bible and they add different things into it which is crazy to me because it's like who who gave you that authority you can say that you're filled with the spirit of god but god wrote he had the bot that's it's done he didn't why why would he want you to add more yeah it's finished it just doesn't make sense because like we said on the last in the third episode um people 
can't seem to understand that all of God is in his word. But if but you again, really study it, everything is in there. And and not only that, but again, the Bible has this powerful thing where it's not like just a book or a history it's book. It's living. His spirit is literally in the words. Yeah, and so the spirit inside of you, when you read it, you get new revelations because he is alive. It yeah. is alive. It is living. You can, say, you can read the same verse a million times and get a million different things from it. Yeah. When he wrote it, Maybe the first time you read it, you can think, oh, maybe it's, you know, it's just a little something. But if you read it over and over again, you see how many different ways it connects to our life. He wrote it purposefully. It's it's not even that long of a book. So it's like, how can everything be in there? Right. But the words are alive, like they're living. He's speaking to you through them and he's with you while you're reading them. If you pray to him and ask him, God, give me revelation. God, give me understanding. Um, help me take your words at face value. Don't let me distort them because like we've said before, the devil can use the scriptures because he knows them and he can make you misinterpret them like he did with the Pharisees, right? And um, then you could just be going on a completely different life. But if you just ask God to give you revelation, you turn away from um, the devil and you're filled with the spirit, he's going to reveal so many new things to you. That's why people have studied the Bible. They're for so long their whole lives because it's not just a novel that you read it's not just some made-up thing it's it's alive yeah it's not just like a one and done i read it i'm good i'm gonna go on but um he says so many times day and night meditate day and night and it's because like you can also speak these words over your life like if you are if you're struggling with sin or you're struggling with hate or you're struggling with envy you know like you're struggling with something you know goes against the will of god then you pray and you speak the word over your life he says these words should be written on your heart meaning you should be able to speak them out like it should be ingrained in you to the fact that you will be able to walk according to his will you know if you have him and his word in you then what you do will be according to his word please don't wait until you're older not only is our salvation not dependent on our works but it's also if it's your you need it now you need jesus now you need him to overcome the enemy you need him to overcome sin you need if you want to be prosperous in life and i mean truly joyous not money not 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 fame not none of that but actually really happy Happy and fulfilled there's there's a part of you um that's waiting for jesus um, he can only fill your heart like literally each and every person like imagine your heart there's like a little hole and and you will never be fulfilled until that hole is filled with him and him only like he that's how he made you yeah the longer you wait to turn to him the harder it becomes like you're not meant to wait your whole life to come to Jesus and people say oh you know what everyone has their different walks of how to get to Jesus everyone everyone's different not everyone's story is the same that's very true everyone everyone has different ways of coming Mm -hmm. to jesus but in no way is god gonna have the plan for you to come to him at the end of your life or he doesn't want you to wait he's always ready for Mm -hmm. you to seek him Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of when you're ready to turn to him so you can't say oh i'll do it's not my time it's always your time there's Mm -hmm. never a time when god is going to be like no i'm not ready for you to get to know me that is not who he is that's not that doesn't make any sense you're meant to be with him from the beginning of your life 
like that's just how it is but of course it takes us time to get there but don't make him wait if you've heard the gospel if you have heard who jesus was if someone has given their testimony to you don't brush it off yeah you've heard it for a reason maybe that's god speaking to you Mm -hmm. trying to get you to turn to him but if you reject him then what else is there for him to do it's god calls people to him but you have to hear him and you have to be willing to answer his call Mm. yeah yeah so if you ever come across any videos or any posts or anything um that is him he he does it through people through social media through anything god can speak and he wants all his children he is the one who leaves the 99 for that one and you don't have to be in a perfect place in your life if you're like i'm sinning i'm doing this i'm stuck in this i'm addicted to this i can't stop this like Mm. how am i how am i gonna go after god like how he can take you out of any situation. Yeah, and you don't have to be perfect. Again, we're telling you the salvation is not from you. And that's that's what gives me hope. Like, personally speaking, me knowing that I'm not perfect, it's something that I'm so aware of, especially. Um, I was having this talk with a other friend, and um, she was saying that she's going through things, and, and she wants to be purified and, and holy. And it's like, yes, that's exactly what we're called to. But also hold on to the hope that is it is him who is holy it is him that purifies us we don't have to live up to a standard in the sense of like i have to be perfect alone but really it's surrendering you and yourself and your desires and saying god like come and help me um even after you give your life to jesus you're still probably gonna sin maybe not some wild but you're still gonna do something and as long as you have a repentant heart and as long as you're not willfully sinning and like knowingly like going against him after already repenting your forgiveness is there like he died for you he knew he knew you would mess up he knew you would do something he's always there to forgive you but at the same time you can't take advantage of his forgiveness yeah um being humble enough to say god i have sinned is such a big thing because um we see that in the bible in the old testament where david sins but but right away you see him turning to god and he he says i have sinned and and god has mercy on him mm-hmm. and but when you see other people who just turn their head um turn their hearts against god he it's not the same having that humble heart and turning to god saying god i'm a sinner i can't do this alone but i need you and your grace um but also not willing willfully taking advantage of his grace because although it is abundant um it's still not to be taken advantage of because you understand he loves you and that's and people might even be embarrassed to like admit that they did something wrong or like say that they did some they sinned about something but if you're talking to god he already knows what you did so it's like there's no reason to be embarrassed like um and plus you're not the only one that's done a certain sin and he's seen he knows everyone yeah, so I think a really important verse to point out is John fifteen fifteen, where Jesus says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Alone kind of just goes against any misconceptions that people have about Christianity. People think that God is just some dictator and we're following him and we're we're basically slaves to him but which is actually funny because we're slaves to sin we're not slaves to god we're slaves to sin but we're free in god Mm. um we're free through jesus Mm. he gave us that on the cross when he died for us 
we're not his servant we serve him because we love him because that's what he deserves but we're not quote-unquote servants in the sense that people think we're not he's not forcing us to follow these rules and it's not like going against our nature because once we know god our nature changes we no longer have that same sinful nature that we had before it's still there like we still have our flesh side of course but when we're walking in his spirit it's not the same so we're his friends he tells us what the father's doing and he can't tell you what the father's doing if you don't know him and you can't hear his voice if you don't know what he sounds like if you're not speaking to him he can't tell you anything you're not going to hear him you're not going to know him if you're not talking to him he's not going to talk to you it doesn't make sense that's not how a relationship works yeah and i just want to say how reassuring it is that he calls us friends i mean we it's so like you could see the love of god by what he calls us and like he calls us children one and that's like the biggest amount of love that you could feel is from your children like i mean i know people our age don't really know what it's like to be a parent but the love that a parent has for a child already is so much and we can't even imagine the love that God has for us when he calls us children. But not only does he call us children, he calls us friends. And that means so much to me because when I pray and when I have these conversations with God, you know how usually like people our age, we have the deepest conversations with our friends. Usually we don't go to our parents and have conversations about what's going on. We're struggling with this. But Jesus calls us friends. We should talk to him like he's our friend. We should tell him everything like our friends. And that's just like, that just shows the level of love that should be between. And the relationship, not only should it be a father-daughter relationship, but it should also be a friendship. And there's no other love like that. Um, Another verse that I have that really shows how if you don't know the voice of Jesus, it kind of dictates what your eternity is going to look like. And in John 10 verses 26 and 27, Jesus says, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. At the end, there's also another verse in John, but um, he talks about how only those who hear his voice will be able to resurrect in the end time. Um, Again, we're going to get into this later, but you need to know the voice of Jesus. And how do you know the voice of Jesus? By reading his word. His his word is his voice. That's who he is. And if you don't know him, you're not going to be able to listen to his voice when it's time for the end when the world is going to end as we know it and the new heaven on earth will come um that's just the importance of listening to the word and knowing his word yeah and talking to him daily building that relationship with him yeah and people might be discouraged because they pray and they pray and they don't hear from him but you have to look at what you're doing in your life and see like what's going on what's stopping me from being able to hear him what's getting in the way of that like is there some sin is there something i'm still not breaking away from what is it what am i doing Um, because he's always ready to talk to you but you have to be right standing with him you have to be able to hear him yeah Um, he's always talking but it's a matter of are you listening god doesn't yell he doesn't shout he whispers 
So if you're not in the mindset um, to listen, then you won't hear from him. And really, though, the main thing that he uses, he although he does use people to speak um, and other things as well, dreams, visions, all that, um, he uses his word to speak. That's really where you're going to get him. Um, so read his word anytime you read his word and you get some new revelation in your mind and you're like wow that's from god your brain isn't Mm -hmm. doing something and like making some connections like no that's god doing something in you Mm -hmm. so just accept that and get to know him and do it sooner rather than later don't wait like you don't know when your last day is gonna be Mm -hmm. like we all we're all gonna die and we're not saying like only build a relationship with jesus because you're gonna die like no build a relationship with jesus because that's what you're you're intended to do and it's what's going to make your life most prosperous it's going to what's going to make you most happy it's what's going to set you for eternal life instead of spiritual death right yeah um so yeah don't wait every day that you're given is just another day of him showing his mercy to you um telling you here's another day of life please come seek me come find me come know me yeah and not only should you seek a relationship after Jesus because of all the amazing things that are going to come with it, but also realizing what he did for you. No other God, no other... Quote, God. No, no one else has come and taken on each and every one of your sins as well as the sins of each and every person. Mm-hmm. Just taking in the fact that one sin leads to hell, can you imagine how much pain and suffering it's more than just nails going through his wrists and being spit on and thorns on his head right going through his head can you can we just like think about how the son of god had to go through that but not only that his pain is something that you can't even imagine because he took on this all of my sins as well as the sins of every person who has lived and And will live. live yeah that's crazy like he did that and he's worthy of a relationship. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. We all could just go to hell, all of us, everyone that sinned. But no, he took on all of our sins. He didn't have to do that. There was, we didn't deserve it. There's no, nothing that we have done deserves salvation. No matter, how, no matter how many good things you think you've done in your life, no matter how good of a person you think you are, like we said before, no one is good. None of us deserve the gift of eternal life in heaven which is perfection none of us deserve to live like that because we've all all rejected god at some point which you're rejecting life you're the rejecting the one who gave you life you're rejecting the one who created you we've all done it and we continue to do it but yet we're still given that chance through jesus through his sacrifice through his death through his blood we can live forever which is just shows his mercy shows his love for us if that doesn't show his love for us, I don't know what else will. Mm. Dying for someone is the biggest sacrifice you can mm. take. And People, willfully. Yeah, wolf. He wasn't forced. He knew what was going to happen. He told his disciples how many times, I'm not going to be here. You're going to come. Where I go, you cannot come. That's crazy. People say, I-, I take a bullet for you. I do this. But it's like, first of all, you know you're not taking a bullet yeah. for nobody. Second, like, just we look at death as such, like, the end all, be all, whatever. The fact that he died for us. It just shows so much. Like, it shows love. It shows all that. It shows his whole character just in that action. Yeah. And and also, God, he could have sent an angel 
he could have sent any other person but the fact that he chose his only son that mm-hmm. itself like there's just it's so much to talk about guys yeah. <laughs> but his only uh, son so that we're all children yeah. of god it's crazy it's just really crazy when you think about it yeah yeah it can't um this relationship with him can't be one-sided he knows you he loves you he knows you he created you but if you don't we all know how relationships here on earth one-sided work they don't yeah, work they out don't last you yeah. can't you if you let's say you have a best friend and all you do is like hit them up and be like hey you want to do this you want to do this oh can we talk about this and they just literally ghost you or don't talk to you are you gonna still be friends with that person or are you just gonna say you know what forget it that's not my friend like no that's not how it works be, um jesus said that uh when people come to him they're gonna be like father lord lord didn't we cast out demons in your name but he's gonna say uh, I didn't know you get out of here you're not gonna be able to be with him it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you did it doesn't matter if you were baptized it doesn't matter if you were baptized with the Holy Spirit it doesn't matter if you had prophetic visions all of that stuff it doesn't matter it doesn't even ma- like if you don't have a relationship with him if you don't know him all the gifts and everything that he's given you it doesn't matter And that's exactly what he was trying to prove with that, is that even though I gave you this, I gave you that, and you used that, and you healed people, and you did this, you helped nations, it doesn't matter if I personally didn't know you, and you personally didn't know me. Yeah, and people say, I hear people say all the time that go against Christianity, or that don't even believe in God, they say, if God created me, God loves me, why would he send me to hell, blah, 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 why would he do this? But it's like, if you reject him on earth, if you're saying God isn't real, Jesus isn't real, and you reject him, he says, if you reject me on earth, he's going to reject you in front of his father. It doesn't make sense, like, oh, what? <laughs> this is kind of long, but what we're trying to say at the end of the day, have a relationship with him, get to know him, don't allow the world to tell you what you need to do, don't allow the world to define what having a relationship is. The world doesn't know. The world follows religions, all of these misconceptions, misconceptions that people have. Everything, it's worldly, it's not from God. So, at the end of the day, what you need to do is just read his word pray for understanding and go from there because seek him seek him first and everything else will be added um and if you haven't given your life to jesus we're telling you now is the day tomorrow is not promised you literally don't know if you're gonna wake up tomorrow anything can happen so so pray Pray. and 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 talk to him and say god jesus i know you died for me i know you died for me i'm a sinner Mm-hmm. I've seen since Adam and Eve that I have that sinful nature. I alone cannot. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the ability to, to know what's going to happen after death. But I will believe that if I pursue this relationship with you, if I go after you, everything else you will take care of. I know that I personally cannot, but I know that you did it and you showed it and you proved it on the cross. Yeah. And for that, I thank you. Mm-hmm and go after that yeah and don't think you're too younger that you're not going to be able to do anything you ask for his spirit he says that the spirit will teach you everything you need to know man cannot teach you it does not matter how old someone is if they don't have the spirit of god they can't tell you anything they don't know anything the only thing that they know is from this world and we're not from this world if we're children of god we're Mm -hmm. from him he's above us we're not supposed to live as people of this world because the world is not godly at this point this isn't what he wanted it to be so seek him the spirit will teach you everything you need to know we say all this um to say yeah pursue a relationship with jesus because he's great and he's worthy um yeah we just thank you guys for listening
we hope you guys got something out of this if this led you to make that decision to even re-pursue if you fell off with your relationship with jesus now is the time to go back to him he's calling he is coming as well Mm -hmm. and um we're really gonna get into the end times and what's what's gonna happen later on but we're telling you he's coming we can see it we can sense it and um no matter how long it is going to be until he comes we have to start getting ready now because it's a lot that's coming and if we don't get started like now then we won't to be deceived and you're gonna fall behind yeah you're not gonna be where you're supposed to be yeah and you won't be able to just know what's going on you won't be able to discern that so um go after him email us questions comments any other topic ideas we're really we're looking at your guys's dms and we're really um trying to figure out how we want to gear um the rest of these episodes so today was literally just a conversation based off of someone's question that we had so yeah just let us know anything that you guys are thinking any anything we're open so yeah thanks for listening thank you guys Bye. bye